Welcome back to another episode of UFC Unfiltered. I have returned. I am with my pal, Matt Sarah. We have Dean Thomas on the phone today, and we talk about the uh, Ronda-Amanda fight. We talk about Cody and Dominic. I'm using first names just because I am that familiar with these people. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. I am back. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, buddy. I missed everyone here. I was gone for a week. I was in Los Angeles. I um, shot my special, so I try to just decompress a little at the end of the year. I very rarely get to do that. But I didn't see any of the fights, so we can't talk about them until next week. Um, how, annoying, <laughs> how, annoying is, how annoying is it when you, when you watch a fight on delay and, uh, and you just can't check Twitter for three hours? Oh, no, that, or does, Instagram? that does suck. Facebook. I would do the same if I'm watching a show like Walking Dead and I have to put the kids to sleep. And I tell my wife, don't go on Facebook. We're not going to Right, know. right. You know, you're not going to see Glenn getting his head bashed in. Not only did I see the fights. <clears throat> yes. But I saw them. Where? At the home, at the very large home, by the way. <laughs> Everyone thinks that Matt Sarah's not doing well. Has, Matt has a fucking giant house. Ah, I don't know about giant. It's a giant. I, I, I pull up <laughs> on his block. He tells me where he lives. Um, and I'm like, that can't be. Like, It was by far the nicest house on the block. Well, that's why they broke into it. It looks like the, it's somebody go, oh, there must be nice shit in there. But it's really not. Yeah. Just, I was tempted <laughs> to jimmy the door. Then Matt opened it. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's his house. Yeah. No, on the, it, the way, I guess it's just the... Um, the way it, the, the, it looks like the roof is nice. Like, I don't know. It, it was well nice. decorated nicely. Oh, well, that's not me. That's my wife. But Still you guys, lovely. listen. Hey, big night, though, because you got to meet my wife, my kids, and the rest of my family. I, I got to meet, <laughs> um, and Matt's dad looks exactly like you think Matt's dad would look. He looks like an older version of Matt. Oh, yeah. He's a squat, like a yeah. fire plug. Like, he looks like he really is a, a hits hard. He looks like oh, he yeah, fucking yeah, has yeah. A, quite that's, a fist on him. He had me at, at 20 years old, that, that guy. 20 years old. He's 20 years older than me. So that's that's definitely me in 20 years. Yeah. And it's good though cuz he's got good uh good I got good genetics with him because he um you know, he was in his 50s strangling the 20 year olds. He's a black belt on the Henzo Gracie, so you know, I got some I, I know I can still be rolling in how many more years. I had a good time there too talking to uh Matt had a friend there from another country who didn't speak English, uh, Drago. Uh, yes. <laughs> how cool. Drago definitely had a few shots of grappa. Yeah, he's hard how, to nice, how great is Drago? He's oh, really cool. What a nice guy. No, Hope I, he doesn't smash my face for I saying saw him that. this morning too. He was saying some shit. He's like, you know what I'm saying? I go, dude, nobody knows what you're saying. He talks very he he has a low volume when he talks. I don't know why. He just he's just and he talks fast. Like I think yeah. his mind probably his mind actually probably works pretty quick. Yeah. And and it's all Always like one step ahead of. It's like when Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne will talk, but he trips on it because yeah. he's he's thinking quickly, he's trying to get to it. Yeah. And uh, and Pete just kind of talks. Yeah, I, listen, I didn't understand what he said. But he was still like a nice guy. I liked a, him. Yeah, he's a great guy. I don't. I definitely. And by the time you got there, Drago definitely had a few shots of uh, of my father-in-law Ciro's uh, grappa. Homemade grappa. So he had some grappa. He had some wine. He had, or was he drinking beers? Whatever. But he he likes to put them down, Drago, if, if they're hard, day work, sure. hard days work. So, and, and then also, you know, he's gotten hit in the head a bunch and he also used to party a lot. Oh. Like, so you can't just blame it on, oh, mixed martial arts can make you slip. Well, Drago partied a lot. He got into the UFC at like 21. And uh, he fought Phil Baroni, and he was a big underdog, and he ended up putting him to sleep. And, you know, when you're, in a, when you're getting some checks and you're 21 years old, you know. He was partying a lot. He has he has the vibe 
of a dangerous guy. Oh, like, he's a great like he, but he's a guy though. Like as as another male, when he's a guy like in a bar, you're like, Ugh, like that guy's a fucking problem. He reminds you. He, you look at him, you could be like, you ever see Marv from Sin City? Mm. <laughs> you ever see Sin City? No. Oh, you oh, like wait, that? Wait, Sin City with uh, Frank Miller's. It's from uh, Robert Rodriguez. Did it? I think I did actually. It was like remember. shot. Like it was like almost like comic book. Like comic book. Yes, I did. Very good. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Who's in there? Who's the big name? Uh, Marv. The guy Marv was uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey was Rourke. His character. That could be Drago. Yeah. <laughs> you know who he is. But anyway, listen. The fights and the food, by the way. Oh, see now you know the my Sarah's. <laughs> the Sarah's are very Italian, and there was a tremendous amount of. I ate three slices of pizza, well, and a I, piece of birthday cake, pretzels. What a fucking oh, pig boy! I, I was a pig boy. Well, I'm officially starting now. <laughs> I'm doing the right thing now. That's why I do it like I'm going to the electric chair when I know I'm going to start dieting soon. I'm just a fucking animal. And uh, I introduced you, I introduced you to that uh, drunken Sicilian. I don't think you ever had with no, the olive sauce. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I had two slices of that, a regular slice of pizza. I thought I was going to shit my pants on the way home. I shit my pants every day. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I really don't. I fucking blow up the bathroom and hope Chris the producer gets locked in there. But listen. So does he. Listen, the fucking, first of all, the fights were great. There's a couple fights that you, before you missed the Johnny I, Hendricks I, I, I did watch it. Oh, you did? I wound up and you watch, uh, I wound up, I went back. Oh no, we lost our guest What happened today. there? We just got to move to Wednesday. All right. We were supposed right. to have, uh, we'll tell you the big news is we, we were supposed to have Cody Garbrandt. Uh, I, we don't want to, you know, he uh, fought for the uh, the championship yeah. uh, bantamweight uh, against Dominic Cruz. I don't want to tell you what happened. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but he's supposed to be on today, the new champion. And I guess, and he, then, I guess he probably has press, a lot of yeah, TV yeah, yeah. and shit. So and then we're talking and I look to my left and I see Chris holding up a thing saying, no, Cody. It's never good news. <laughs> It's it's never great. Whenever Chris is holding up a sign, it's never the girl with the big tits wants your number. Like exactly. It's never, it's never it's a not, good sign. <laughs> Some groupie's been looking for you guys. No, nothing. So no, I, I I did wind up seeing most of the fights. I did see the Hendricks fight. By the I, I was surprised. I'm going to say this about the Hendricks fight. Yes. I was surprised it was a unanimous decision. Um, I wasn't. Was I, it that obvious I, to you I that thought, uh, Magny I, won? Well, I thought that for sure the just decision would be Magny winning that fight. And I love and man, I really do like Johnny and and him so. being on here. You get to almost like you you uh, you like him even more because you see he's more of a, just a genuine dude. And it sounds like he just it, it just it's very upsetting when you see a guy like just goes from like you look at him fighting Robbie Lawler and you look at him and and even what he did to John Fitch back in the day and these other guys where he's got that power and and you're like he's looking like almost like a Tyson man. That guy hits you. It's like yeah. whoa. You're not seeing that standing up. You're not seeing it at all. You're not seeing that ferocious uh, powerhouse coming at you. You're seeing a guy that's that's still competitive because he's an athlete and those years of wrestling and competing. But I don't something something's wrong. Something's off. And uh, you think life just got too good? I, I don't know. I don't know because I mean, it, it, I, I don't think he's. I don't know. I, I don't know what it could be. But I mean, if you look at him battling Robbie Lawler. And you look at his fight with GSP, and then you look at his fight the other night with Neil Magny, it's a different guy. It feels like a different guy. We had him on. He talked. His wife said, uh, he's like, well, I'll retire whenever my wife tells me. He's got four kids now. Yeah. And it just seems like that is more into being in with the family. He missed weight. Was second time in a row, right? Yeah, two in a row, third time. Mm. Oh, third time altogether, yeah. Because he had that scrap against uh, Tyron Woodley canceled because he couldn't make right. weight. Yeah. So obviously, it's a, it's a hard thing to make this weight. I mean, I don't. What does he walk around at? Ah, he's got to be over two bills walking around, but I—he's I, very—he's not going to be a very big middleweight at all. 
That's what's strange. He's is he talking about moving to middleweight? Well, I don't, I don't know if that's ever been talked about, but obviously it should be if he can't make weight. If he's not making weight three times, shit. Man. Hey, listen, people take shots at my weight all the time, dude. I never missed weight. I fought at 155. I had never once had to come back and weigh again. You know what I'm saying? Right. So is it about discipline or is it just he just cannot? I mean, what is it? The guy can't make the weight. He was talking, I think, earlier about his uh, – I don't want to say if he was the right guy that was doing the nutrition or whatever, but I think that was yeah, him, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, I mean, he was very confident with that, that he had a good nutritionist. He was with the right camp, and he's talking so much about the camp, and something's off. Yeah. Something, something's off. I mean, I mean, who knows what it could be. When you can't make weight, like when you – what did he miss it by, two and a half pounds? Yeah. yeah. When you get that close, at what point do you go, I'm just not going to make it? Like, are you – I remember when Ronda and and Misha Tate were uh, the, uh, the had, were um, the coaches in the in the uh, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and there was one of Ronda's fighters that couldn't make the weight, and he was sitting in the steam room, and he just gave up. She she took it bad; she was crying, you know. But uh, he he took he just couldn't do it. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm giving well, up." At what point do you know I'm not going to make this weight? I don't know. They, I mean, I've been in some bad. Actually, Dean Thomas is going to call in soon. I don't know when he's calling, but that when I when I think of my worst weight cut. One of them was Dean, when I had to fight Dean Thomas, I heard about I was getting down to 155, and I made it easier in my prior fight when I had to fight BJ Penn, and uh, I, you get kind of cocky, so you get kind of like, oh, I can have this protein bar now, or this or that, and I remember I had to cut a lot of weight the week before, uh, the day before, and I was with uh, my buddy, um, old school fighter, he fought, he fought for the tight, middleweight title, uh, a guy named uh, Gil Castillo. He's a Caesar Gracie black belt. He's a buddy of mine. And he was in there and uh, he was helping. I remember him just keeping me in the sauna, the, the steam room, just the sauna, just just trying to talk to me and trying to get my mind off getting out of that thing. And I was, dude. How long were you in for? I, I have no idea. But I just remember having to go back in. And every time they got to go back in for another five or 10 minutes, it's like, it's like no, I don't want to. So, I mean, I mean, I remember walking in circles to get to that way and like not. People, How much did you have to lose? I really wish I could remember. More than 10 pounds of the day? Uh, no, I remember being, uh, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm like one, I was like 10 pounds out like a day before or something. I don't remember being like, cause we went to the, we used to do medicals the week of or something. So I'm like, oh wow, I'm pretty low and thinking I could just squeeze this other shit out. And, but I don't know, man, it so much has to do with how much sodium you're taking in and it holds onto water. And all I know is I remember it, how bad that weight cut was. So, you know, that, that's another thing. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that, but all I know is. Like when he fought, when he fought, and first of all, Magny deserves some credit. The yeah. guy was fucking awesome. I liked his, his, the way he was using his range. And I like He closed his every round strong, too. Active guard, though, man. You see that yeah. active guard? I mean, that's the problem with, with some of these guys with the wrestling background where they could get the fight to the floor. And when they're young and they're explosive and they're, you know, they, they, they're used to rolling with guys and guys are going for stuff and they're able to pull out of it and then just come down and, and drill them. That's great, but one of the first things that goes that that in your in your career is your athleticism, and if you're not conditioned into bettering your position when you're between a guy's legs and, and when you're in that guard fight, in other words, just getting the half guard and passing that knee line, getting above that knee, you're taking away more than seventy percent of his attack. You know what I mean? So then there's you know you have to watch out for kimuras and reversals and stuff like that, but you could do damage from there and you could advance your position from there. If you're not used to having that mindset of bettering your position and just beating a guy up where you could be in danger, it, it's going to catch up to you, man. Look at that. Look at, look at, that's what happened in this last fight. He was so content on getting that guy fight down. He, he had not, he didn't have the, I don't know if it's from the weight cut. I don't know what it's from, but he, he didn't have the oomph or he wasn't doing any damage from in the guard. That's fair to say. 
there was never one time you're like, whoa, look at Mag- Magni's in trouble. Right. It's the opposite. You're looking at the guy on top going, oh, shit, man. He's got to pull out of this, pull out of that. Oh, man, he's got him in another triangle. He's elbowing his face. Well, he had I an 11-inch uh, reach advantage, and, and it was literally like having, yeah. like he was almost using his elbows like fists, and he was, was just great. smashing his and head. And that, that was a beautiful uh, offensive guard. And that's that's what really won him. The, if he'd had nothing down there, the other guy's winning by just being on top, by being dominant. He wasn't dominant on top. He was taking a beating from on top. So then what do you, So I mean, so I don't see how you could really even make a case. Sometimes I get worried when I right. went to the decision. I go, and I was, you know, I don't, we didn't have, we never had Magni on, did we? No. No. So I kind of, I kind of pull for the guys that are kind of on here because you feel for sure. them. You feel like you know them more. So I was really kind of like, come on, Johnny and this and that. But I'm like, yo, this, he's not, he's not better in his position here. He's not even trying to. I don't, I mean, maybe I got to watch it again, but I don't remember him trying to pass that guard or anything. And uh, better his position to either submit him or finish him, and that's something that I mean. Look at look, you can go to fights where guys start off strong from in the guard beating a guy up, and one mistake they're gone. Like look at Chell Sonnen versus Anderson Silver back in the day, beating up for twenty plus minutes and then getting submitted with a triangle slash arm lock. You know what I mean? So you know, in like the last the last round, that might be the most amazing win I've ever seen. That yeah. that might be just because oh, he got yeah. his ass kicked for for oh, literally yeah. four and a half rounds. Exactly, man. But I mean, if he would have concentrated on bettering that position some, that that would have been he would have been a champion. You know what I mean? Just by getting past that, because that triangles getting half guard triangles out of the equation. Now you have to watch out for a, certain things. And being a wrestler, look at Ryan Bader versus Minotauro. Uh, little was it Little Nago? Big Nagi for last. Yeah, he got on that half guard. Minotauro's a better jiu-jitsu guy than Ryan Bader, but he got to a position where he knew, all right, I just got to keep my balance and beat the shit out of him from here to keep it simple for you. And that's what he did, man. And he beat up a guy that's, you know, if he tried to stay in Minotauro's guard and do the same thing, chances are if he's not getting submitted, he's he, there, there is always that chance right. of getting submitted or reversed and whatnot. So, you know, I, I, I would say, uh, I don't know. I mean, everything from the nutritionist or the weight cutting to even his game plan when he gets the fight down, things are going to have to change for Johnny if he's going to want to stay in there. Yeah, I wonder if he's going. I, it was during the fight, Rogan said, you, you have to wonder about his motivation. And that's just True. because of things Hendrick said. Yeah, know. exactly. Right. Yeah, he said unless they open up a 175 division, he's going to have to go out to middleweight. He can't try to make that cut anymore. Hey, there is some guys. I mean, laugh at nothing. Uh, Kelvin. Uh, uh, Gaslin. Gaslin, yeah. Wow, I thought he looked, and this is not on the card, obviously, that was a couple of fights ago, whatever it was. He he looked fucking phenomenal versus Tim Kennedy. Yeah. I thought he was in deep shit, to be honest with you. Because, and I like Kelvin, I love the way he fights. He looked fucking phenomenal yeah, at 185. Yeah, he looked he looked comfortable. Yet he's dying to go back to 17. Why? I just think it's that he, he, he feels he could be that much more powerful and bigger. It's that wrestling mentality being the biggest in the division. You know what I mean? So, you know. Hey, man. That's it's he's the one in there, so whatever he feels most comfortable with, and he says he, he's he was just blowing up in the off season. He's the, he admits it. He goes, ah man, I just I go off too much in the off season, and I, you know, and he took and he's like, you know, begging Dana to not right. begging, but say basically saying, yo, Dana, man, please, I'll go to your house, I'll beg you, just let me or something like that. I'm not misquoting. He him, wants to fight. Basically, he I wants love, to fight again. Yes, at welterweight. And uh, I don't know. He looked fucking phenomenal. But but Johnny, yeah, Johnny's gonna have to go back and 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 and, and just rethink if he wants to even be in there. I guess. I also want to talk about the, I guess the most interesting moment of the night, besides the you know Ronda getting beaten up, was Tim Means against uh, Alex Oliveira yeah, on yeah. the UFC fight pass prelims. Yes, that was a, a very very. I've I've not seen a fight end that way. 
And it ended uh, with his in the first round. Yeah. Two knees to the. I mean, brutal, brutal knees. I mean, they had to put Alex on. Where a, was his hands, Alex? Uh, he had his his both his hands were up. He had one knee down, one foot down. Both his hands were up above his knee. Uh, knee one in the face, and then I believe that his second foot actually came off the ground. So the only thing touching was his knee. The second, the second knee. Uh, so, is, what is the new rule, Chris, the producer? Can we get this straight? Well, here, for- yeah, I'll read. So, the the new rules are in effect now, but they were not in effect at two oh seven. So that was the last card under the old rules. But I'll read it. So, it was an it was ruled a no contest, accidental knees to a downed opponent. A downed opponent refers to any position in which anything except the soles of the combatant's feet are touching the ground. Which So the knee would be considered a down position. That's right. not the soles of the feet. And it's really at the discretion of the ref. Also, it's like a little bit of a gray area. But now, yeah. the, now with the new rules, the old definition still applies with an exception that for a hand to make a fighter grounded, both palms, both fists, or a palm and a fist... Must must be touching the canvas, so, so you the, can't just touch the yeah, canvas. So you can't yeah, get you have to face. like really be pressing on the canvas yeah. to be down. You know, um, and and with this, and now if you're on your knee, though, either way, it should be disqualified, right? I mean, no, not be, anymore. It won't be. No, yes or no? No, not anymore. You oh, have to have well, your so hand down. If you have one knee on the floor, you could still knee. You, right. Oh my god! Right. And, and, and uh, it was actually it looked like what had Dan? How do you say um, um, Margliotta? Margliotta. Yeah. He, he knew he was correct. He stopped the fight, and it looked like uh, Ratner was uh, talking to Rogan. He was saying, "No, that's not legally down." He was saying that the ref was incorrect. Oh, right. And um, that that uh, I guess because he didn't have a hand down, he misinterpreted the rules, and the ref was right. And Tim Means was yelling and screaming. He's like, "It's wrong! You're wrong!" But it was not wrong, so he was wrong to declare it a no contest. I think, and I love Means. I thought yeah. Means is a savage. Yeah. And uh, but they said that so he'll did, probably be disqualified because Oliveira is appe- appealing it, and he's probably going to win. Was Means just confused about the new rules? He made a mistake. He just thought that he. I think he just he thought he misunderstood the rule. No, but is it because of the new rules? Is it because they said, "Oh, look, this is going into effect." You don't understand what I'm saying? I don't like, know. You might be right. I don't know. Is that what's going Maybe. on? I didn't see anything Maybe. about that. But yeah. I mean, because it seems very odd that it, we're about to get these new these new rules are now in set. I mean, if anything, they should not have said anything until, all right. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. It's not, all right, these are going to be the new rules, but this doesn't count for you now. Counts if you're fighting in two months from now. So he was completely rocked by those knees. I mean, just, yeah. he, he, they had to put him on a bench. I mean, five, six minutes after, yeah. he was still like, he looked like he was ready to fall off the yeah. bench. Well, I hope everybody gets, you know, on track with the fucking new, with that rule. Now it makes you question I mean? if that's a good rule or not. I mean, a knee to the head when you're kind of down like that is brutal. You know, the, the more rules you do put in, the the the, the it, it works for the guy who's who's not as good. Like you know what I mean. You, I still like to keep it. I still like to it to resemble a fight as okay. as, as close as possible. Personally, to close as, as close as possible. And uh, you know, I, I don't agree with soccer kicks on all fours and shit like that. Like the old pride stuff. That's that's brutal. Yeah, guys stomping on heads and stuff. Because you could have a guy. I mean. Ooh, they're lucky. I feel they dodge bullets over there, man. You got soccer kicks, man. You got, who's not going to eventually? You can have a, a, imagine a ref a little slow on the breaking up that. Good thing those those Japanese refs were just jumping in there and oh, <laughs> fucking jumping in. <laughs> oh, dude. and they'd stop it. So I don't know, but uh, you know that you know. Listen, I love the fucking fights. The uh, let's talk about first of all. You missed. What you did miss, Jimmy, on the way because you were driving over to my house is Ray Borg oh, versus I saw that. Uh, Louis Smolka. Smolka? Smolka. Yeah, Louis Smolka. Uh, I like Ray Borg. I knew you oh, loved that. Oh, I thought oh. you when oh, I watched you saw that. Oh, did you watch it? That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. 
I just I see that's a way that's a look that really good in jujitsu. I want to find out more about this Ray Borg. How many fights does he have in the UFC? Um, Can we I, find that yeah, out? That this guy deserves. Now he missed though. He missed weight by three and a half pounds. Well, I'm, though, I'm which giving is him a pass because I like his. <laughs> and again, but another inter- another yeah. interesting uh, point. And again, I heard it raised by Joe is that what three and a half pounds at that weight? He goes that could be partially contributing to this dominance at 125. Three and a half pounds, a lot of weight. It is. He that was it. his sixth UFC fight. What's his What's his record in the UFC? He has one. He has two losses. One to Dustin Ortiz. It was a split decision in his first fight, and then mm. he has a loss to Justin Scoggins, a, a unanimous decision. Loss. There, Justin Scoggins. Okay, and it's a unanimous. So he's four yeah. um, I enjoyed the way he put stuff together. I enjoyed his uh, a, a submission attempts and reversals and attacks. Uh, I'm gonna be keeping my eye on that dude. I, I I listen. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I'm big on jujitsu, and it's all the way you put things together. And I I, I don't know. I, I, I did you enjoy that fight? I love that fight, and I thought right. of you the whole time I watched it. I'm like, See, I couldn't know it work Matt for you. Now you crazy for this fight. Well, now you know it could work for you. You're that, that guy's your size. Yeah, I know. So was the guy he was fighting. Yeah. They're both. They're both. They, yes. They're just doing Demetrius Johnson's. 125. They're lighter than me, by the way. Oh man. They're yeah, I mean, but look how that was beautiful technique, though. God, I love. I just. I love some nice jujitsu in there, man. Um, let's talk. Let's go through the rest of the card. Here. Let's I, talk I, about the main card. I'm gonna get Dean I, I, one, on one the other phone fight. Though. Oh wait, wait, where is I'm he? I'm gonna get him on the phone. One right other now. fight I want to discuss yeah. first uh, was the brutal knockout of Mike Pyle. You know, Mike. That let me tell was. you something. It feels like actually, it feels like it was actually holy shit, man. Like literally, almost 20 years ago, uh, that guy was. I remember him. He got his purple belt at Hensel Gracie's Academy in Manhattan. And uh, he was visiting because he knew my, my roommate, Rodrigo Gracie. He was sleeping on my couch at my old apartment, literally when I was like 23, 24 years old, down 42. So He's 41 years old. He's so my, he was around my age, yeah. And uh, I remember that guy just, he was like a hillbilly kid, man, from, I think he's from Tennessee. Is he originally from Tennessee? Could you look that yeah, up? He had the mullet until recently. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say he is because I know he's been in Vegas forever now, but... When I first met him, I think he was yeah, Tennessee, right? Yeah. And he was very good in jujitsu from wherever he was from. I remember he, he fought Quentin uh, Jackson back in the day. I mean, this guy's been around, Michael Pyle. He, that guy's a true vet in this game. And uh, very good skill set. And it and I liked, when it started off, I was feeling good about it. But hey, man, you put yourself in a kick like that. It's it's a rough, You, I mean, it, listen, in hindsight, everything's twenty twenty. Right. But shit, man! Like you, you uh, you'd want to use your length a little more. Like the, a low kick, like that's very dangerous. The counter, uh, I set you up for. I mean, his head was right there, right there, knee to the body. And, yeah. Uh, holy shit, man! That kid is powerful. That he fought Garcia. He was. It was. I thought that it was literally like he just knew he did something that Cody didn't do, which was when when he when he dropped. He did the same thing Cody did, but with him yeah. it worked. Meaning that uh, Pyle was not getting up. He just kind of looked at that one punch knockout and enjoyed yeah. it. And Cody at one point knocked Dominic down and didn't jump on him for a half second. I'm like, why didn't he? Uh, yeah, jump I mean, on I can't him? wait to talk about the Cody. Yeah, fight. are we talking about the? We'll wait for we the have Cody. We to wait until the Dean. Right, let's, let's, let's talk to Dean Thomas. But Mike Pyle at 41, <laughs> that knockout came. And again, he just got caught, but that, that can't be good at 41. Uh, it can't be good for at fucking 21. Yeah. <laughs> fucking getting your lights put out. Let me tell you, man. I got stopped twice in my career, Jimmy. And uh, one was more out of being exhausted with my second fight with GSP. I took a nice shot to the face, but it was some those knees didn't hurt at all. And the other one was my first fight. But thank God, even though the first one was a bit of a highlight reel, thank God. I mean, there's some stoppages that are just... That are just, you don't want your family to see. It really would fucking hurt their feelings. Of course. Speaking of hurt feelings and fucking weirdos, where is it? Who is this? 
Is this Dean Thomas? Who do you think it is? Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Well, let me introduce you. Will you be quiet for two seconds, please? Dean Thomas, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. You're with Matt, Sarah. Am I on air right now? Can I introduce you, motherfucker? Could you shut up for two seconds? All right, listen. I'm. Sorry. I yell at only the people I love. Jimmy you do. You always yell at your friends. It's true. I don't yell at you, no, at Jimmy, at all. Not. Okay. I was gonna say enough. I don't. Because I'm Jimmy. delicate. Well, we're very. We we have that with us. There's other friends I like to yell at, like my buddy from uh, Dana White looking for a fight, Dean Thomas. All right, Dean. Now I introduce you. You with Jim Norton. That, where's my round of applause? Ain't yelling at no soundtrack in the back. No. We don't no, have that. No. There. That morning no, we do man. need that. It's like that morning zoo, like uh, applause when the new guest walks that, in. That would be great. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. Gene, I'd be hitting the fucking boo button already. Can we put our swords away? <laughs> Can we be friends? Can we be friends? Because no, listen be, to me. I don't want to be your friend. Be my friend. Be friend. I'm your best fucking friend you I, ever I, had. You know that. Listen I, to we'll, me. We'll be friends for this interview. That's about it. That's and about it. We're going, right back, we're going right back to the battlefield. Tell me something. Tell me something right now. Are you excited about what just came out on YouTube? Let's talk about that. I'm really excited about that, man. It came out. I thought it came out good. The new season, it's kicking off. Of Dana White looking for a fight with my very good friend Dana White and my good acquaintance <laughs> Dean Thomas. Come on, hey, now, Dean. Wait a minute. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, you listen. As long as you don't announce me as the token, I'm okay. No, yeah, no. Come on, you're not the well, token. What? I would never no, say. What? I'm not yeah, even touching. Not. I wouldn't even touch that. Yeah, L- you better not. And you, and hey, you, what's up? Hey, is, is it Jim Norton on that too? It is. What's yes, up, Jim. Hi, Dean. You remember that time when when CM Punk attacked you in the in the hallway at the UFC? Yeah, I do remember. You were there with, and and that happened because you and I had been walking, right. and there was that guy who was like uh, you were talking to outside, and uh, he kind of touched my face like gently, like okay. And, and I thought that he was a buddy of yours. And you're like, ah, oh, he's just some fucking asshole fan. <laughs> so I was so annoyed. Cause I'm like, I would have said to the guy, what are you doing, dude? But I thought it was Dean's friend. So we're walking backstage later. And then it's CM Punk. And I'm just so, I'm so annoyed already that some fucking fan just touched me. That I'm thinking that he was a fan. I didn't know he was because he had a beard. So yeah, I do remember that. And you were enjoying it quite a bit. Me being put down. Oh, easily. that was hilarious. That was hilarious. CM Punk attacked you. He took you down. Sam Punk's got one win on his record, and it's against you. Yeah, he did. Fucking wrong. No, but he's not wrong. I tapped immediately, too. He took it easy on me. You look shocked, dude. I was right next to you. I was on a battle one flying. But then he was then he was so nice. You know, he's like smiling. He's happy to see He was like happy to see you. Yeah, he was. It's like a dog yeah, that was. jumps up on its master and falls. He just <laughs> fucking saw you. He got happy and fucking double leg jagged. What the fuck? But he let you down gently. I don't know. You, you just look shocked. You're like, is this another fan of, instead of touching my I, face? I really am glad I didn't throw a punch. I would have got beaten up and gotten in a lot of trouble. Dude, you look. A, you, I, I, I sent that picture out right after it happened. I fucking tweeted it or something. Hey, Dean, uh, congrats. Um, do you work a lot with Amanda Nunes or no? I do, man. I work a lot with her. We work uh, We work very diligently on that fight. Yeah, that, it was pretty much what we expected to. Honestly, it really was, man. Yeah. It's really what we expected. Now, Why were you expecting her to stand up? Because Amanda said she was expecting her to stand up. Why were you guys expecting that? Well, because she she wouldn't really have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ronda's never been a shooter. Yeah. You know she's you know she's a she's very she stands very tall she's not a shooter and she needs to grab you from up high so and but in order to to do that she has to get close so she has to stand up a little bit yeah she's always in the past um, punched her way into the clinch yeah. and through girls you know so now I mean obviously from the last two fights that you know they, they catch you know people are catching on <laughs> you know what I mean. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't see why. Now, listen, everything, everybody's a critic, but I feel, especially Dean, like guys like my, myself and, and, and uh, you and myself, we could, um, 
We could be some critics because fuck, we were in there. What the yeah. fuck? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? No doubt about that. It's like when I Jimmy can, sees I can a, talk all the shit I want. Exactly. It's like when Jimmy sees a, a comic or a shitty comic, he can be like, hey, look, you know, I do it too. Fuck you. You suck. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not saying that. But my thing is this. Like, like for instance, like myself, like when I fought, I, I didn't have a wrestling background. I had, I did a, a seventh grade. I did, I did basically like a season and a half because I dropped out in eighth grade. So <laughs> I fucking, yeah, I was like a bad kid. So I didn't have like that wrestling background, but yet I was a master in jujitsu when I got in the UFC and I did not trust in my hands. You know, even when I, even when I fought your punk ass. <laughs> Let's see. So anyway, but Dean from getting from, even I fought you, a guy with your reach, I mean, if I just tried to clinch you high, I was going to get fucking hammered. I would a lot of times shoot, and I did it with BJ Penn also, to get the, and I do this on the pads, where you do some strikes and then shoot to either get that front leg or else you sprawl and then I come up into a clinch and that would get you back yeah. to the cage and whatnot. And I've done that and that gets worked out in sparring. Now, you have to get your boxing and your kickboxing sparring in. I understand that. But the majority of her sparring, I feel, should be geared towards mixed martial, martial arts sparring. And I'm not just saying with the little gloves. I used to do with 16-ounce gloves, feet the floor matches. I mean, my buddy Danher calls it the art of the shoot box, or GSP calls it that shit too. But basically what it means is from feet to floor. Ray knew, yeah. like my coach knew, that standing up, I didn't believe in it. So he would try to get me... Anytime the fight would hit the floor, he'd give me 20 to 30 seconds to stand me back up. So now I'm getting tired, but I'd have the, my range down where I knew, all right, the guy's getting too close. I got to circle, circle, then look for my shot. Use the strikes to set in the, the level changes to get that clinch. And I don't see any of this um, after that Holly Holm fight. You think that this, this is something that you'd implement. What do you think about yeah. that? I mean, you know what the thing is, man? Like, you know, everybody's been criticizing her coach, and, like, I don't really know enough about him to really criticize him. But what I do know is that he's not a progressive thinker. And, you know, she – I mean, I, but I think there's still hope for her. Like, if she, I think if she gets with the right person, there's still hope for her that can, like you said, do that that transition from being able to punch and, and use her grappling skills because there's no doubt about it. She's a really good grappler, and she's really good at judo. But she has to be able to get inside. And now – there's been uh, there's obviously you know a, a mis a, a misconnection uh, with between how she punches and how she can grab people like she just she doesn't do that very well and we knew that and Amanda the the beauty the beautiful thing about Amanda is she's shaped just like me me and her have the same body type except for I'm fat as hell but we had the same body type like really long arms really long legs so it was really easy for me to work with her and to like put this together and you know explain the details about how she's going to be able to strike against a person like Ronda, but like, you know, I still, I, I still think Ronda could have some fight left in her, but she needs to get with a progressive thinker. And, and again, I don't know if this guy's a bad boxing coach or, or, or anything like that, but he's not a progressive enough thinker for a person like Ronda. Cause I mean, you can't train her to box the way she's boxing and have success with her style. What I'm, what I'm hearing from what I hear from what I hear in his corner it's it's almost like he's it it feels and I've met Edwin I got Edwin I'm talking about my brother-in-law I met uh what's his name Edmund Edmund I uh Edmund yeah and yeah I met him before and and I get along with the guy the guy's a nice guy to me and and uh, I think he does care about his uh, you know he's emotionally invested too I don't you know 
I think that he means well. But the thing is this: when you're, I th- I feel he's getting her ready for just a stand-up fight type of thing. Like in yeah, other it words, seems like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Because I remember talking to her, and he would tell me how she's doing with this one and that one, sparring and this and that. And uh, it, it, again, it's it's a it's a, even with the sixteen ounce gloves, man. It's a, these little gloves, and you get somebody who hits. Like fucking um, like Amanda Nunes, holy shit, man! And she, she looked is. really stunned when she got hit. Like that's also that's where I think it comes to part of the coaching. Yeah, she didn't look like she was mentally ready to get hit. Like she got hit and then she just kind of started yeah. flailing. And it's like you know, I, I felt bad for her, but I'm like, what are you doing? This you, is the same thing that happened with Holly Holm. The thing is, you fight the way you spar. That's the way that that that's that's a given. It should be so. There was no plan B. There was no, all right, I got to circle. So I got to get on the bike a little bit because I'm stunned. Like she was still trying to get a hold of her because she's very aggressive. And these are all things that have to get worked out in sparring. And I'm not saying, oh, she just needs more sparring and sparring. No, the correct sparring, you, smart sparring. Is it partially like, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're with a coach, and if you're the biggest person in that gym and you're kind of the, the big fish in the small pond, is, is that more comfortable than going to a new gym and having to spar with other champions and to fight with other people and, and, and not be the big fish? Is, you think that's part of the problem? Is you get so comfortable in that place, you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to be forced to grow? That happens sometimes. I mean, I see it a lot. But for me, I feel like you need, when it comes to sparring, you need different type of sparring. And like, it, it needs to be monitored too. Like, you can't just spar with people that are always better than you because it just makes you really defensive and all you do is learn how to survive. And then you can't spar with just bums that you can beat up on. I mean, you need a good mix of guys. And especially when it comes to a fight, you need to, and like Matt said, you're going to fight the way you train. And you need to bring in people that, are, that can mimic what may potentially happen in the fight so that you can get those looks. Because if you never really get those looks, you can't just go into a fight and expect it to happen. Because you need to, it, it may happen, but you want it to be as reliable as possible. So we did a really good job as far as like when it comes to Amanda's farm, we did a really good job. Like I played Rhonda for the last month, you know, coming in with a, you know, with trying to do Rhonda's stance. So I played her and I sparred a lot with her in that, in that sense. But, um, but to, to go back to your question. I don't even remember what the hell your question. What the hell was it? <laughs> you've, you've been hanging out with me too much, buddy. <laughs> I know, man. I've been hanging out. I mean, we need to get off that show together. I, I got this bad ADD hanging out with y'all. That's I have it too. I, I had another problem with, 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 with Ronda not doing any press. There's something about, like, I know that it sucks that you got lo- you lost the fight, but Anderson Silva did press. Like, every great, John Jones does press. All these great fighters do press. And there's something about separating yourself mentally from everyone else which it puts you in, it, it, you, you, again, a championship fight, I know there's a tremendous amount of stuff, but you're almost putting yourself in another category and like I'm this oracle. And it's like, no, you're just another great fighter and these great fighters do it and you should do what they're doing. The champ's to, doing it. To, to, exactly, they're all doing it. And to me, that puts an additional pressure on you that you don't need. I, I think that she fucked herself before she walked into the ring. Yeah. But you know what it is, man? I think with that whole press thing is that like she was embarrassed. Yeah, I think she was. I think more than anything else, she was embarrassed because like she had did all that press before, and everybody was so high on her, and like she had to eat it. Like when when she got knocked out by Holly Holm after you know after everybody thought she was so great, she was talking about she could beat up guys and she could beat up Floyd Mayweather. Then she gets knocked out. She was embarrassed. More than anything, I think the reason why she didn't want to do press this time was like she didn't want to have to eat it. Like she didn't want to have to face the public and go, "Hey, I'm really confident. 
I'm going to win this fight and then get knocked out again. Like, she did not want that. Like, that's embarrassing. Well, that to me is where, where, where her fatal flaw was in that. It's almost like I can't get comedy is not like fighting. But if I, I've, I've had sets where I know I'm going to do poorly. And then I go on stage and the first joke doesn't work. And it's a confirmation of every fear I just had. And I can feel it. The walls close in. I stiffen up. And I, it's exactly what you thought. You knew this was going to happen. You fucking knew it. And like you just panic and you're not yourself and you're not loose. And you, you just got to eat it and deal with that early on. She should have dealt with that a year ago. Yeah, Holly was great. She really, that fucking foot in my neck. Oh, she kicked the shit out of me. Immediately handled it. And then uh, that then the pressure of all of that would have been off. It would not have been carrying it around for a year, like a one-year pound of cement. That would have been taken care of nine and ten months ago. Hey, Jim, and I got to tell you, I know that feeling a little bit uh, that you're talking about with the comedy because I did the show with uh, Adam Hunter. Shout out to Adam for putting me on again. Yes. So I performed at the Stratosphere on uh, Thursday last before the fight. How did like, that, a how'd that go? It wasn't bad, but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, like I was actually happy that I didn't really get any pity laughs because like, you know, sometimes people just give you a pity laugh because you are who you are and they want, they want you to do well. So they laugh at your stuff yeah. and I didn't get any of that. You know what I'm saying? So like I had a couple of jokes that just didn't work. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I felt that feeling of like, oh shit, I thought I was going to get a better response than that. And it didn't work, but I just kept, I kept going along, kept going along and I did okay. But like. You know, but I know that feeling now that you're talking about where it's just the walls come closing in on you and you're just not as doing as good as you wanted to. But, um, you know, but yeah, I know, but I now know what it feels like. And it's your great, it's the greatest fear of that moment and it's happening. And when it starts happening, when you put so much on that moment and it starts happening, a lot of times, some people respond very well to those moments and other times people don't respond well. And I, cause it looked to me like she just froze up. And I mean, Amanda was obviously a better striker than she is, but to me, it looked like she froze up, which more than Amanda just being a better striker. She just, I thought, handled it really poorly. Yeah, she's never been in that situation before, and obviously, she probably never had that happen to her in training either. Like they, they never really probably had anybody put a lot of heat on her in training to where she was able to bounce back from that type of adversity. But um, you know what? She's still who she is, though. And I mean, and I, I, I juggle with the idea of how I feel about her, like. Prior to the fight, I was like, you know what? Like, she's just a bad, bad role model. I mean, like, she comes out and she, you know, when she's on top, she was, you know, don't be a do nothing bitch. And, you know, she, but then when she loses, she couldn't bounce back from that. And that's why I give Connor all the credit in the world because Connor took his loss like a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he talked, he talked more shit than anybody. And when he lost, he took it like a man, came back and fought like a champ. And I, I like that's why I had mixed feelings about Ronda because like she was when she was on top she was you know the best in the world and when she lost she just she took it bad and she sent out a bad message saying that like she felt like she was no had no value to her life anymore and that and that she thought about committing suicide and I was like you know what you're a fighter we all go through this we've all been knocked out I've been knocked out Matt you've been knocked out a lot of guys get knocked out but you know but that's not how you respond when you're a fighter you come back and you go hey. You know what? This is what I'm made of. I, I respect my opponent, and I know that's a part of the game. It could happen. And when you say you're going to commit suicide, it's like, how disrespectful to your opponent is that? Did you not think that your opponent was capable of beating you? You know, it's funny. Bruce Buffer, I did Bruce's podcast, and he raised that point. And he said that he didn't know if that was being a good role model. And I looked at it like I didn't necessarily mind her admitting that simply for the reason it's almost like you're putting this undue pressure on yourself and you're saying I am only this and if I am not a champion I'm nothing and that's not rational 
and admitting that and saying like, I had these crazy irrational thoughts. And then I, cause she also said, and then I looked at, I think Travis and well, I want, I have a life. I want to have baby. Like she put it into yeah. perspective after that, which I, I think is positive. So if you do get your ass kicked, it's not the end of the world. And she kind of said that, but then she didn't come out and do any press. And so I think you're right. Connor lost and he handled it great. He's like, ah, he was the better man tonight. He beat me. And then he came back and he beats him in a five round decision, which nobody saw coming. Well, so Cru- yeah, you're right. Cruz was great in the post fight press conference. Cruz came out. He lost his belt to Cody. He came out and gave a great, you know, he was out there with the media. That's so. how you want to lose. Like I like that. If you're going to lose a five round, you know, a loss to a guy who's younger and who's really hungry, I, I, I think it's probably a lot easier than, than a loss like that. That was just brutal. Yeah, I mean, this is the game we play, you know, and you know that when you sign up, man, it's, you know, nothing's guaranteed. I think she had this um, thought that she was going to go down as one of the greatest ever. She was going to go down undefeated. And when that, when all of a sudden that loss derails that whole thing, I never heard her saying things like, look, I'm not the person that I, I, I thought I was going to be. I have to be this person. And it kind of, it kind of really, I mean, listen, a loss can affect anybody. But when you're living on that certain cloud, when you're thinking you're untouchable, and again, like Dean said, people are talking about her fighting dudes and saying that she could beat Floyd Mayweather and this and that, which I still think she could probably beat him in a street fight. Oh, without a doubt. She's <laughs> she hold up he's, he's, wearing a, he's wearing a jacket. He bumps into her. He better fucking start stripping. She'll, fucking, <laughs> she'll grab him and fucking e-pawn him on a fucking head. On his fucking head. <laughs> but uh, I still think Ron is fucking awesome. Yeah. But I feel there's a better way to play to her strengths. And uh, again, man, I remember when I get knocked out by Shoney Carter by a back fist, and it was a biggest joke going, oh, look at this guy. He does no stand-up. He's got a weak-ass chin. He got fucking death-touched and this and that. And uh, I could have fucking crawled into a hole, or I could have went back in there. And I went the fuck back in there, Jimmy. But that's not, it's not about me now. It's about <laughs> Dean fucking Thomas. Dean, tell me, besides, listen, I want you to call in more often. But, uh, I'm trying to, man, but y'all don't let me let me get the number. Well, it's, I mean, listen, I, I say that really. Just <laughs> I just said that to segue into why you're calling now. The reason oh. why you're calling, Dean. Let's talk about let's talk about what just happened now. What just what just came out on YouTube? The next season, the new season, I should say, of Dana White looking for a fight with myself, the great Dana White, and uh, the great Dean Thomas. Let's talk about it. You excited, man? I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, man. I thought the first uh, the first episode of the new season came out great. I thought it captured a lot. And, man, honestly, man, ain't nobody more fun to hang with than you. You know what I'm saying? We have some good times together. And I'm glad that people can now witness that. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. have a platform to witness what we do and the, the times that we have. They sure do. And it was very awkward when you when you never try to wake me up with breakfast again. I don't want to give anything. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. But we were in Dana's, but I'm going to. We were in Dana's, uh, you know, Dana let us stay at his guest house, which he'll, he'll never let us do again. And uh, <laughs> Dean tried to surprise me with breakfast. That's nice. Yeah, but I was, but listen, I gotta, I have to start the day. You know I'm an animal, Jimmy. Yes, you are. I'm a fucking animal. And I, and I gotta, I have to think straight. And I, I, listen, my wife obviously isn't there. So he came at a time when you shouldn't be knocking on my door. And it was That's captured right. on. Uh, Matt's on the toilet with an iPad at that time normally. Yeah, yeah. toilet. Dana's fucking king size bed. He's gonna burn those sheets. Kind of like what we have to do to them. Listen, yeah. So I, yeah, he actually bothered me when I was wanking off, and, and it was all caught on camera. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm sure that'll get some hits for the people that didn't want to watch or definitely not gonna watch now. 
And they're gonna have to do to those sheets what we're gonna have to do to Jimmy's microphone when we came in here. Hey Dean, I don't know what kind of fucking shit show we're running here, but we came in and it's like somebody did a Carmel jizz on fucking. It's like somebody had the fucking Hershey squirts on Jimmy's microphone. Yeah, there was something on the mic. It was very disgusting. The mic, the windscreen. Ew, who jizzed on your mic? And why are you still using it? That's the question. No, well, we replaced it. We replaced oh. it. Thank God. I have a strong suspicion of who it is. Jimmy, Jimmy, look. Oh, you think so? I think it's Chris, the fucking producer. Maybe. I think he gets a little <laughs> sick and tired of your shit. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, Jimmy, can play. I'm going to fucking, here's his almonds, and he fucking shits on you. There was literally, it looks like somebody ate a fucking Carmelo on his fucking, <laughs> what are those, Carmelos? You know those Carmel things? I don't know, but it was disgusting, those on his microphone. How many of these have you guys shot, by the way? Is the whole season done? Oh, we got a couple in the bag. Right. So there's another one after this. And then we're going back on the fucking road, Dean. I'm going to I'm gonna yeah, have man, to start riding. Are we? I oh, can't man. wait, man. But I, <laughs> hey, but listen, man. I, I don't know what you know. what I'm saying, like, it's weird with me and Dana, man, because like I see Dana on the streets, man, and he still make me nervous and shit sometimes, man. Because I know, you know, at any given moment, man, I feel like he gonna cut the plug, listen, man. Nah, you know nah, so nah I dude. Gotta, he loves you. Actually, he loves me. He strongly likes you. Yeah. But listen, yeah. but hold on. But Dana, you <laughs> That's always. What I'm saying. You're paranoid about getting fired. Like I always worry too. You're worried about getting fired. Yeah, all every time I see him, I'm like, man, don't don't say the wrong thing, man. I gotta I gotta be on my P's and Q's. Dana's here. No, nah, but he but he backs me up, man. Because there's a again, I want to save some stuff for the audience. But there was a scene where we're on Dana's jet, right? And they always fuck with me when I'm sleeping. They always do. And I'll just say I, I get Dana in this episode. <laughs> I get him. And Dean, when I wanted to go to wake him up, because I wanted to wake the, Dana up, on because he's fine. Because Dana never falls asleep. But he, dude, that guy does. He goes 24 hours sometimes. He's, yeah. so, he's that guy. He'll go until he just shuts down. So he fucking shut down and he's on the plane, right? So I wanted to fucking wake him up. Dean, right or wrong, you're the only guy to back me up though. And Rory, our producer, who's a fucking, I, that guy will want you to die for the show, literally. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was, as nervous as I was, I was I was there with you. So I'm telling the camera guys, go, come on, dude, nobody's moving. Nobody wants to fuck with Dana because they'd be driving, they'd be flying coach somewhere instead of Dana's jet because I forgot where we were going. I even where we were. We were going or coming and whatever we were going. But he was shot. So I'm fucking, let's get him. Dude, nobody's reaching for the cameras. I go, are you guys out of your fucking mind? I go, he would, trust me, I'll take, I'll take the hit for this. So we got him. We got him. We got yeah, him. Yeah, you, you got him good, man. Like, I ain't going to front, man. I was there with you, but I was making sure that you was going to do it before I, I kind of jumped in, man. I, I like, got too excited. Going down together. How long of a flight was it? I don't even remember, man. But when you're flying in that fucking, you know the deal. You got. I'm like, you know the deal, Jimmy. When you're on a private jet, it doesn't feel I've like I've only that. been on one, and I, I didn't like it. Oh, I fucking like it. I know. I'm lying. I liked it, too. You know what's sad, though? I'll do that. Then I'm flying around coach by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I gotta I gotta start demanding some shit. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then I'll fly I'm, coach somewhere. You know, because people see you, they go, uh, oh yeah, you look at you, a private jet. And I go, hey, my private jet. Hey, uh, talk, talk about the Cinderella life, right? Exactly. One, one more we yeah, one more one of private jet. I'm riding around in a Ferrari. I come home, my car don't start. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God damn it. Windows don't roll down. This motherfucking AC don't work. But yeah, man, this is the life. But you seen the episode, the one that just came out? Yeah, I watched it. It's great, man. I loved it. I thought it was fun too. I really did. I saw it uh I saw it this morning. And uh I liked it. Listen. We had to listen when you have like I tell Jimmy like like we talked about when you like we like we have in here when you're having a fucking good time people they they pick up on it it doesn't feel forced because it's not forced you know what I mean you know what I mean Jimmy I do buddy yes right. people can sense yeah. when you're having a good time hey how's your uh, Dean how's your podcast doing the uh, the morning wood show 
<laughs> Come on, He's man. Not are we, we going to talk about that now? No, I'm not we, fucking. We, I was actually going to ask. Are we really going there? I was actually going to ask. Yeah, both t- fuck. The reason I was asking is because. What a prick. Jimmy, you know, he, Jimmy's doing the right thing, trying to plug your shit. And you've got your. Could you put your sword away? Well, he's a little defensive. You're a, you're a, <laughs> stop being so defensive. It's not It's not just my show. I understand. No. No, no, I'm just saying, man. Every time I come on here, man, y'all make fun of my podcast. That's man, not are we true. Going to go there today? No, are we I'm going there today. I'm actually asking because Tyron was in the uh, news uh, just because of the whole Bisping thing. So I was kind of going to segue into that. And ask oh, okay, it. yeah. Well, in that in that case, yeah, the podcast is doing really good. You know what I'm saying? We got like one million hits, and uh, you know we're doing really good right now. And Tyron Woodley is, is the champ, and he's going to try to fight Bisping. Now let me ask you: What is the what? Why fight Bisping at a catch weight as opposed to? I mean, doesn't Bisping have Yol Romero or the Yol Romero to worry about? And and doesn't uh, Tyron want to want to fight uh, Thompson again? Yeah, well, you know what? This this is the one thing that people got to understand. You know, not not everybody is in this game for the same reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody is in this game to prove that they're the best in the world. Not everybody is in this game to you know to take on all comers. And when it comes to guys like Tyron, I'm not sure about Bisbing, but I know when it comes to guys like Tyron, Tyron is in this because he needs because he's trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? And he wants the biggest fight that is going to generate the most money okay. or the most or the most attention. And I mean, and that's just the end of the day. And like, you can't fault the guy for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, to want to you know get paid for what he does. So like, a fight with against Bisbing, another champion would generate money and and attention. Would that so generate like, more money and attention than a Wonder Boy rematch? I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not. I don't know if it will or if it won't. But like, it obviously in his eyes, he might think it might. So. Maybe that's the maybe that's why he called him out. But I mean, it's not like Tyron's running from Wonder Boy or running from any one fighter. He just wants to fight that's going to get him the most money. So sure. I mean, that's the reason why he called out Connor. You know what I'm saying? Like him and Connor had a little beef, but like a fight with Connor would generate a lot of attention, a lot of money. So like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about getting paid and putting, you know, and providing for your family. Sure. And like, you can't fault him for that. No, not like, at all. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, I would just prefer to see. I, I think it's a much more. Interesting fight to see him fight Thompson again. And I would much rather see Bisping fight Yoel Romero. I, I don't want to see them fight at a catch weight. I like both of those guys. But why? Is that is it def, is this this is not a definite thing, right? No. I mean he's just he's just just pe- talking just about talking it. some talking or what? Thomas? Yeah, it's def- yeah, it's not a definite thing. I mean I think they just like agreed on it and it, it got somebody filmed it and then they got a lot of ge- generated some uh some some hits and you know but I don't know if it's you know, I mean that's something that like Dana would have to you know, talk about, but honestly, I don't think that, um, that it's something that's going to happen. I mean, you know, just the way the nature of the game is, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I mean, I think it would be an interesting fight. I mean, I know Tyron wouldn't run from it, but, um, I don't know if it'll happen though. I'm sure you Romero doesn't want it to happen. I'm sure Stephen Wonderboy doesn't want it to happen, but let, let me, for let us, me, it's like, go ahead. More money. Yeah. For us, it's like, Hey, whoever's going, whoever's going to put the most money in the pockets, let's, let's get after it. Okay, so maybe both champs are smart, and maybe both champs are trying to do a little negotiating by going, look, you, know, you wanted to defend the belt, maybe we're looking at this fight as opposed to defending our belts. Uh, all right, maybe that's just a smart move and, by and, uh, Tyron and Bisping. And are you still doing the fucking podcast? You're still doing it? Yeah, we're still doing the podcast. We still we, we record about every week, about once a week, and uh, we put them out. Sometimes we miss, sometimes we miss a few, few days because, you know, his schedule's pretty hectic. Now, being a champ ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? You you would know a little bit about that for a little bit, huh? Yeah, well, actually, very little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know about that for like fucking six months. Is that how long you had it? For? I don't know. I had a fucking. I did. I had. I blew my fucking back out when I had. Did I? I blew my back out when I had 
my the belt. So then it, I was kind of like on the sidelines for a little bit, and then you know, then I lost it. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk. Hey, are you still teaching jujitsu or no? Are nah, fucking- man, I don't. I rarely ever teach jujitsu, but I just I study fights a lot, and I coach guys to be better fighters. That's what I do, man. Nah, I study, are- I study, and I coach guys to be better fighters. I don't roll. I don't train. Boo. I don't do nothing. Yeah, I don't train at all, man. Like if I if I had to get in a fight in the street, I'm hitting somebody with a bat. <laughs> yeah, Dean's one of those natural natural dudes where he could fucking whip some ass regardless of fuck. He's the way he could jump off the couch and just fucking beat somebody up. Fucking Dean Thomas. How much? Stand, got, how I much? Two minutes in me. How much stand up are you doing uh, lately? How much stand up? Stand yeah. Um. Uh, I did four shows. What? Four shows, but all different too. Like I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but like I've wrote I've wrote material for four different shows that I've done. I, I mean, I recycled a couple of jokes, sure, but uh, but for the shows I've done, I've did uh four different shows. But I'm bit- still doing improv comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my thing. Doing improv comedy. That's what I do mostly. And I do that. I do that all the time. You could keep jokes and 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 reuse them though if you're doing stand up. You're absolutely supposed to. They get better and you fix them. The worst is when you I like I filmed something recently and the worst is when you film something and you have to retire the material and then you're still doing the jokes and then you start improving on them and you're like, why am I improving on this joke? It's dead. So it's yeah, if you, unless, until you've shot it, you should definitely be out there doing the repeating jokes and tightening them up. Yeah, what advice? Yeah, you, yeah, you got to give him some advice now. Cause he didn't ask me for any advice. I'm just saying. Well, you know, I, 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 I think you should. I'm, listen, I'm his friend, and I, I'm the between guys, and he's not going to come out and ask you because he's a proud guy, Dean Thomas. I'm sure he has Adam Hunter some <laughs> stuff, but Adam Hunter, as great as he is, is probably maybe a brown belt with some stripes. You're a fucking Jedi, my friend, next to me in comedy. No. You are. Don't be shy. Stop it. Stop <laughs> oh, it. come on, man. Stop it. I'm, all, Stop I'm very shy. Stop it. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I have to see more of his act. You can't give advice unless you've really yeah. seen somebody work a couple times, okay. and I've only seen Dean the one time. I thought he was funny. It was on the uh, looking for a fight when you and Dana both went on. Yeah, you got to watch somebody a few times. You know, okay. you know how it is, Dean. You got to see right. somebody perform a couple times. You know, just watching somebody bomb once or watching somebody kill once doesn't help you. You yeah. got to watch them a couple times. And you're loving it, Thomas. You're loving it, Dean yeah. Thomas. You're loving. You it. know what? I, I do like it, man. It's, it's, it, Matt, you said it best. What is it's, you get that feeling right before a fight, and yeah. we don't get to experience that much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we don't ever really get that that. The adrenaline rush, or the or, or able to release them endorphins anymore. Yeah. So, like doing comedy, I feel like it's really I'm going out to a fight. So no, that's, that's the only reason. That's really kind of reason why I'm still still taking a shot at it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know what? We do feel that every time we do the fucking show, though. <laughs> You oh, know, I know what I mean? I do, like, not for nothing. Yeah, I got I the listen. Ride a bull in this new one. I got to do demolition derby. Man, they put me in there. I mean, I mean those things. They do fucking. You get that tingle in your nuts for sure. But uh, I'll, I'll, I will say this: at everything I did do, and I said it before, that one time I did that that stand up thing as uh, was actually the most was actually the most frightening and the most rewarding. And I'm done, and just like the bull, I'm done with it for life. You know I what I mean, you're, uh, Matt? You're so funny, man. How could yeah. you be one and done? Because I, I have, no, I, I had one bit. <laughs> I had one bit, <laughs> and I used it. And they'd be like, "What else does he have?" Like, I have, no, I'm nothing else. I have nothing else. Everything else, yeah. I just talk about my life here with Jimmy, and that could generate some chuckles. Sure, I enjoy. But that. Uh, me and Jimmy make each other. Well, Jimmy makes me almost have a fucking. Heart attack every time I'm in here. I fucking turn red and see. He doesn't know if I'm either mad or I'm happy. I don't know what's going on. So, so, Jimmy, and see, Matt, see, the, the problem with Matt, I think it's the anticipation of actually doing the comedy because you don't understand. Like, when we went to at the hot dog eating contest, it's actually aired on the show. 
Matt, I don't know if they, I can't, they didn't air this part, but when Matt, Matt grabbed the mic for like 10 minutes yeah, and did a whole routine just off the cuff and had, everybody, <laughs> and had everybody in the audience just laughing. Yeah, he grabbed the mic yeah. and for 10 minutes was a stand-up comic. But, and that didn't bother him because it was kind of off the cuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why, why you're so afraid to do it like as a professional. No. It's the anticipation. Yeah. It's the lead up to it. It's the, when you have too much time to process what's going to happen or what, what the, what, what the penalty is if you're not good at it, yeah. you know, it's it just, and then if it starts to go wrong, you're like, Oh fuck. No, I can, talked about it with Rhonda. I could see, I could see how it could be making. So I, I wouldn't say afraid. I'm, that's why I'm not doing it because I'm afraid. I'll say it's more of the drive. I have no drive to do it. Like I did it. And I'm so fucking proud of my two minutes, four minutes, whatever it was that I could show that to my kids or something one day or whatever. But, uh, or actually I showed them already. They liked it, but you know, I have no drive. Like I get a thrill, dude. Listen, I'm an, I'm a simple motherfucker. Like like you don't. Ro- I mean, I rolled this morning, and uh, what happened? No, no. I'm, I was just in my mind. Amanda. When yeah, yeah. Oh, is talking. that what happened? Because I seen that. Yeah, I, that's I, why I just did that because I was I like, I, you I was were here. telling me to be quiet. No, 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 no. Stop. I'm actually doing that to remind myself to. Ask yeah, Dean. we're talking about that for sure. No, Dean. I still get like those endorphins from from fucking rolling, dude. I rolled this morning. I got some Kamoras off. Oh God, I feel good. I feel good when I get some fucking limbs. I love my jujitsu. I don't have to. That's why there's certain things in life that I can't do. I won't do because I know, like, like skiing. I used to like to ski when I was a fucking kid. I used to go you down the to double. Ski? Well, I used to go down the double diamond with my my buddies when I was like fucking eighteen. And I sucked, but I used to be fearless and and flexible. And I'm not doing that shit now. I mean, I I fucking twist the knee, hurt my back. I'm not rolling. I need the roll because that that channels my zen. But anyway, nah, listen, enough about that Dean, fucking... Dean, I wanted to ask you, Go too, ahead. because Amanda did that great thing after she won where she just shushed everybody, like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's like, shut the fuck up about Ronda. Well, yeah, and I don't blame her for being mad because, again, without doing press, Amanda didn't get to do a lot of press. You know, and that's, that was shitty for Amanda, who was, who was a, a champion, who should have been treated like a champion. So uh, what was the vibe like with her beforehand and this lead up to it? it that had to be very annoying to her. Maybe it was also great because she didn't have to, to deal with the press. But uh, what, what was her vibe like leading up to the fight? And, again, all this Ronda hype. You know, I'll tell you this. You know, Amanda is in a really good place right now mentally. Like She's really embraced being a champion. And I didn't know if she would be able to because, like, you know, some people can get really emotional, but she hasn't been that way. So, like, so she, it didn't bother her. She, she told me like she expected all this to happen this way. Like she expected to not be the draw and for Rhonda to get all the press or all the, all the attention. But I don't know if she was really, and she didn't really, she wasn't really bothered by the fact that she didn't get to do the press. I mean, she just was like, it's whatever. I'm just going to go out there and win the fight. But I think, after the fight was over, what really made her mad was the fact that she said there was a commercial plan with Ronda on it after right. she just knocked Ronda out. And right after that, she went backstage and for 20 minutes had a rant about how she's the champ, how she defeated Ronda. They need to forget about Ronda and start talking about her. And I think at this point now, she ain't having it no more. I think at this point now, she's like, look, I want what Ronda had. I want all the press that Ronda had. I don't want to go on Ellen. I think she's perfect for that stuff right now. Well, she did. I hope she realized that the, the, the commercial was probably pre-programmed, and they just probably did. They, you know, they, they, the advertiser probably just did that or whatever, just because <laughs> like, you know yeah, she was fighting. Yeah, give us some time. Yeah. probably say it. Yeah, you have to give them time to readjust the schedules. Hey, listen. Yeah, she, but she took it personally, though. I mean, she she looked like she just wins, and she looks up and she sees a commercial for Ron, and she's like, 
yo, screw this. So, like, she went back, and for 20 minutes, she went on a rant. Well, she does. If she does, like, Dana said a good Dana said something smart where uh, he goes, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, the press leading up to it and with Ronda coming back compared to the press of the champ. And he goes, now, look, with her handling her business like that, everybody knows who Amanda Nunes is now. And that is fair to say, where Ronda was huger than life. They're trying to sell this fight. Amanda took out Misha. But besides that, unless you're a real fan, you're like, oh, that's that tough Brazilian chick. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, now, now, look, Misha Tate, uh, I didn't see anybody ever do that to her before. Ronda, I mean, she does. She has a couple more wins like that. Shit, she doesn't have to worry about uh, the attention she'll be getting because look, look, she's, hand, she's doing it the right way. She's concentrating on the fight. And when you do that, good things will come out of it. You know what I mean? So, shit, man. She was. She looked. She did look phenomenal. She looked phenomenal. Yeah, she's a she's a boss, man. Like I just got done talking to her right now. She's she's walking around the gym. She's actually in the gym today, helping Nina Ansaroff. Nina's fighting uh, in Phoenix in two weeks, so she's in the gym in, in the gym today helping her train. Yeah. And she's just a boss, man. She walks. She's walking around like you know. That's great. You know, with a, a certain a certain amount of confidence that I've never seen her have before, and I'm just really happy for her. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen, man, we always love when you call, honestly. When, when you're in New York, uh, we would love to have you come in and hang uh, for the whole show in person, just kind of sit in with us. What else do you want to plug, Dean Thomas? Yeah, you got your podcast, yeah. which where can they get the podcast, first of all? It's called Morning Wood, is that correct? Yeah, it's the, morning, it's the Morning Wood Show. Oh, the Morning Wood Show. Where can they get that? And that's on iTunes. And what else is it on? SoundCloud. Is okay. SoundCloud your SoundCloud? It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. So, yeah, you could definitely get that. So, listen, I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I got a sandwich being named after me down here in South Florida, too. I don't know if y'all have a PA barbecue, but I have a sandwich called the Dean Thomas coming out this year. Oh, nice. So, yeah, man, I, yeah, wait, I'm doing a lot of, a lot of good wait, little hold, things. Hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Tell me about the sandwich. Is it at a, your local deli? What are you trying to hook up your fucking... <laughs> are you looking to get a free meal, Dean Thomas? What? Tell no, me, no, no, what, no. Is, what is your sandwich? I feel like I'm on an episode of Larry David. What exactly is in your sandwich? Tell me what your sandwich like, is made up of. It's like it's like it's brisket on a on a pressed panini with bacon Ooh. and like uh, Swiss cheese melted Ooh. over top of it What's and some onions. That? It's yeah, it's yeah. onions because oh. I do a radio show. I do a radio show ESPN West Palm yeah. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we you know we had a contest of what my sandwich should be made of. So we you know had all these different sandwiches coming, and that's the one we picked for my sandwich. Do you like it? I love it. Hell yeah! I'll throw that shit on the floor and get myself so, a hero. Not only can Dean, listen, <laughs> hey, most importantly, though, what, all, this, all this other stuff is great. Your sandwiches, your fucking podcast. Yeah. But seriously, why, why are you calling? Tell me why. What's the main reason? Tell the, me. the real reason why I want to call is because I want everybody to watch Looking for a Fight. We put our heart and soul into that, and we delivered the goods. Me and you, Matt, and Dana, some other guy, Dana White, was on yeah. it, too. I don't know what he was doing on it. But me and you, Matt, we put our heart and soul into that. <laughs> and I want everybody to watch that, not only this episode, but check out the whole season because I'll tell you what it's good entertainment it's good tv and there's nothing else like it dana white looking for a fight the new season is out now on youtube the first the first episode of the new season dean my good good friend i'm saying it i'm saying it you're my good friend hey good talking to you buddy hey good talking to you guys man i'm gonna catch up with y'all if i'm ever in new york on a monday i'm gonna come on the show or a wednesday we tape twice a week so we'd love to have or, um, or a wednesday yeah for sure man i would love to come on so yeah y'all be good man and thanks for having me all right dean talk to you soon later dean later take care oh yeah i didn't uh it was interesting to hear his perspective on uh on amanda yeah and, and on uh ronda they were they were expecting it yeah 
yeah, listen, me and Dean, we break a lot of balls, but he's he's, he's a great guy. He's full of knowledge. And uh, I remember talking to, um, getting breakfast with uh, Dan Lambert. He's the owner of the American Top Team. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, it, it, what a, he's a really nice guy. And I remember he would tell me, uh, see, I don't tell us when Dean's on the, on the, on the uh, phone because he'll get a big head. But he was telling me how Dean is, man, he's a workhorse. Yeah. Man. For that team, he just, he looks over the fights, he studies the fights and, you know, where some guys could be lazy with this and that. This dude is a workhorse, so he knows his shit. He does. You know what I mean? That's also another reason why I like going on the road with him. Because, like, be, you know, before we had another guy on in, but, like, the guy was, you know, for comic relief, but he wasn't, he didn't know anything about the fights, and everything was so put on me with, um, you know, I'm good at, you know, looking, I could I could find talent, and, and I know about jiu-jitsu, I can help the guys out. I don't mind sharing the spotlight that Dean, sure. Dean's another guy with the fucking background, uh, just the pedigree, you just... You know, in mixed martial arts, he he knows his shit. So when he's there with me, you got another pair of eyes looking at it. He could see different things that maybe I'm not seeing. And uh, you know, besides that, he's a great ball breaker. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to my episode, which I am still going yes. to pick a location. You know what's funny about that? And you're definitely you got the first call to get on there. The you got first dibs. I got a I got a, a happy New Year text from uh my buddy bruce buffer and then he was like hey listen uh if you want to put a word in i wouldn't mind taking it up he wasn't jumping on episode bruce buffer <laughs> doesn't need it fucking bruce uh, buffer he has so much going on he, he's like a james bond he, look, he does he everything was, i could see him in like a like a, like he a doesn't james need it. bond like a secret agent i need a boost bruce doesn't need a boost he's in the octagon every <laughs> every big fight bruce is in the octagon in new suits uh, you're wearing doing, fucking lavender silk suits yeah, you're doing big shows you pulled up to my house the other day in a fucking beautiful Beautiful car, like a fucking battle. It's a lease. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a lease. I don't own it. I need a boost. (laughs) Listen, HelloFresh, a brand new sponsor to the program. We're very happy they're here. And they want to change the way people eat forever. Now, everyone deserves delicious, natural, healthy food. Now, whether you're a busy professional couple like Matt and myself, consider ourselves a professional couple. What? Well, all right, whatever. Maybe I just consider ourselves. No, no, no. I do too. I do too. A large family that runs a breakneck pace, or someone who simply wants to start cooking more, HelloFresh makes it easier, tastier, and healthier than ever to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home. Mm. From creating the recipes and planning the meals to grocery shopping and even delivering all the pre-measured ingredients. By the way, measuring the ingredients sucks. (laughs) So pre-measured ingredients is awesome. HelloFresh delivers right to your door so you can skip the trip. Honestly, that's the part I hate the most. A cup of this and a half a cup of that and then a quarter cup and you have to use metrics. It sucks. It's fun. It's easy. It's convenient. Why? Because they pre-measure the stuff. That's the best part so far to me. And hang on to this code. Unfiltered. We'll tell you how you can save $35 off your first week of deliveries. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes, sourcing the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. HelloFresh also employs a full-time registered dietitian on staff who reviews each recipe to ensure that it's nutritionally balanced, which is great. I'm looking forward, actually. What I want to try is the oven-roasted chicken with winter veggies and lemon thyme sauce. Is that how you say it or thyme? How do you I believe it's time. Time. I hate that word, but it's delicious sauce. But I really do want to try that. I hate the term winter veggies, but I do love eating winter veggies. Ooh. So this is the one I really, really want to try. Mm. Now, for $35 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter unfiltered when you subscribe. HelloFresh.com, then enter unfiltered. And I'm really looking forward to this because I've heard great things about this, and we're very happy they're aboard. 
And uh, the next time I do one of these reads, I will uh, have tried it, and I will give you an honest assessment of how it was. I can't wait. I like that I called us a professional couple. I, I, I like that, too. That was a nice moment in the podcast. That means Dean's my professional side piece? No, it's a different thing. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I will it bothers never, me. I'll, it bothers me that I even said that. Um, now, Cody Garband canceled today, but Cody's a, a, a great guy. He's, uh, I want to talk to Dominic, too. I really do. Dominic's a good dude. You Dominic know, did a great, I don't know if you're going to say, talk about this, he did a great uh, post-fight. I did uh, not, you mean he actually talked after he lost? Okay, yeah. cool. Hey, I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you exactly with what you're saying. And, and by the way, I can I say that, I, 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 I've interviewed Rhonda before a couple of different times. Yeah. I genuinely like her a lot. Yeah. Like She's a, a, a really lovely person. She's very honest. She's very sensitive. Yeah. She talks about her dad and her family and her her life, you know, she's a real person. Like, you know, I, I like, she's not just this, this egomaniac. Like, she's hypersensitive, and I think that the loss means so much to her. You know what I mean? Like, and she talks about that. She cries a lot. Like, she's not some fucking arrogant asshole. She's just very, very sensitive, and I, and I think maybe, you know, if things hurt her, they hurt her very deeply. So she's a very, very likable person. I, yeah, um, every time I met her, I've liked her. I, yeah, I, I really like her a lot. Thinking, oh, what a nice, what a nice girl, you know. But I, but I feel that still, I, I think that not doing the press hurts you because you are separating yourself. Whether it's because you're afraid or you're too sensitive, or you feel like you're in an elite class. But I think with her, it's more. I just don't want to face this loss and have to talk about it. I want to focus. If I, but the bottom line is, that's what you got to do. You got to talk about it. And there is something emotionally vomiting sometimes. Like, you know, I've talked about so much of my dumb, dirty stuff that they can't get me with it. I love it. Because I've been open about it. And I'm not ashamed of it. And that's the way it is. That loss is not, does not define who you are. You're a great fighter. You're a championship fucking caliber fighter. You lost. You made a mistake. Okay, you fucking face it and you move on. And you talk about it. All these fighters got to do press. You know, when I got to see Anderson Silva doing press or Verdum or any of these guys that have lost, you think they like talking after they lose? You think Brock wanted to talk after he got beat up by Kane Velasquez? Of course not, but you have to. That special treatment makes it that much worse. And the pressure is that much more. And then the moment it doesn't go the way, it's like the walls close in. Yeah. And, I, and again, people say, you don't know what you're talking about because you never fought. No. But I, as a person, I still understand pressure. Mm. And you know how I know? Because I've fucking handled it poorly in mm. my life. Hey, but you, perf- you also perform... In front of people. I mean, you do. So, I mean, you do know what it's like to have that anxiety of the performance anxiety, whether it's looking to take somebody out in a cage or a kill on the stage. I didn't mean to have but, a But I know. Can right I have there. a sip of your coffee? Are you, are you drinking this? I'm not drinking I'm it. Gonna, at do all. you mind if I do? I want some of Matt's coffee. Drink that I'm thing. like, that's an unsipped cup of I coffee. Did not, I didn't touch it, you know? But uh, yeah, I, I feel that not doing the press. Like, uh, it really, it hurts you uh, more than she realized it's going to hurt you. And Dominic Cruz, by the way, uh, to me, if you're going to lose your belt, that's the way to lose it. Like, he was, he's a tough motherfucker, man. I, I mean, and uh, to give Cody, let me tell you about Cody. Everybody knew that he had that explosiveness, that he's explosive, and he has that knockout power. But people kind of wrote it off like, all right, man, if this goes into those, those uh, championship rounds, the deeper waters... You know, right. that's where the experience of Dominic is going to be too much. And the other guy, you know, they think maybe he'd get tired and uh, Dominic would have his way because there's too much experience there. Cody, I'll tell you, man, very reserved in a sense. Even some people might even say too much where he hurt him and didn't follow up. Uh, I don't agree. Why I do think, you think he didn't jump on him? Well, I think he did to a degree. And then the other guy and then Dominic got back up and he'd walk back to that center of that that octagon 
and just set up, just boom, get right back into, all right, right back into the center again. Come on, come back to me. I'm not going to chase after you like other people do and set myself to get up to get taken down or countered and this and that. He believed in his power and he was very patient. And for a young fighter uh, and with who doesn't have that, that experience of fighting uh, in those championship sure. rounds or even fights that went the distance, uh, I, I, it showed a tremendous amount, and that you have to give uh, you have to give some credit to the camp, to uh, the team Alpha Male, uh, to his his mentor uh, Uriah Faber, yep. who he always points out as being his mentor and a guy he looks up to. He says he couldn't look at, think of a, a better guy to look up to and be his mentor, and right. I agree with him. I think I think uh, Uriah is a great guy in and out of the cage, and I think they put their heart and soul into a game plan. And you know when you believe in your team. Uh, you believe in what they're telling you. That's what got him through this fight, man. He believes who's around him. He obviously sparred the right way. I want to ask, when we talk to him again, remind me to ask him. He did a thing, and I saw it on the Countdown show, where they put a balloon in his nose, mm -hmm. and they did something where he's like, oh, man. And they blew it up and took it. He goes, oh, it hurt. He goes, but it feels like I have another set of lungs. He said he does it to maximize his... What is uh, oxygen intake or something? Wait a minute. Let me let me hear about this because my oxygen did intake. You, did you stinks. see what I'm talking about? Do you hear this? Yeah. Basically, he lays down on a table. They take an uninflated, like a deflated balloon. They put it up his nose and they inflate it, and it opens up his his you know nasal passages. And one actually went through his nose and came out his mouth, which wasn't supposed to happen. But they're like, well, you're really open now. You know? So wait, does that actually work, dude? I, he, I, I remember, know. I remember him going, "Man, that hurt," but it feels like I have another set of lungs. And that that made yeah. that see that is something I would have loved to have done. I'm can like, you write what? that down so I can ask? Sorry, Matt. Can you write that? Down? I'm going to ask you about that because my breathing sucked. That's funny. I'm now going to ask the bantamweight champion about breathing exercises. So I have man tits. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's I great. Should, I should shut up. That's fucking funny. <laughs> but uh, but he was. Uh, I was. <laughs> that's great. I was. So impressed with him, I really. He was, was amazing, man. He knew how to just blitz at the right time, but da 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 da. And then he didn't get. Over. I was impressed. I was impressed that he was able to pull back when he did. And he also, did you notice that? Because Dominic, part of Dominic is he really frustrates people a lot, yeah. and mentally that does get to you. And Cody, it seemed like Cody was was able to do that to him in a way, sure. and, and and really fight him like you're not affecting but me. It, and it was it, and it was entertaining. Yeah, it wasn't just showboating to showboat. Right, it was doing a little fucking breakdance robot or something, going right back into his into his savage fucking looking to decapitate him mode. I man, I enjoyed the hell out of that fight. I gotta watch that. Did again. he do a push up? Yeah, yeah, ah, yes, I missed that. By the way, I, I blinked and I I looked the other way and they go, oh, he just went down and like who did? That's yeah. how quick he is. Yeah, he, but uh. I enjoyed it. It's one thing if a guy's doing that and not doing anything, but he's doing that and then fuck, he's right back to oh shit, he's gonna always oh, oh wow, like you see the wind <laughs> going past Dom's face, and then when he did connect, you got to give credit for Dom for who's who the fuck surviving that dude. He jumped right back up and he was yeah. moving as he gets back up. Yeah, he's moving. As he gets listen, back up. I, I listen. Dominic Cruz uh, just should be. I mean, that guy. I can't say enough about him. I, I enjoy watching him fight. Was it 13 straight wins he had going into that? Yeah. And now he said, look, now, hey, he, and that's a guy that takes a, right, a loss the right way. Holy shit. And that's a guy that hasn't lost in the UFC ever. You know, his one fight was what uh, he lost was from with uh, Uriah, Uriah. Faber back in the old uh, WEC days. That's right. You know? What did he say? I did not see the post. Uh, the first, uh, he post. basically, well, people are like, oh, tough night. He's like, what's so tough about it? He's like, uh, I'm, I don't want to misquote him. But he was basically saying like, you know, without loss, there's no growth. And that's that's life. You know what I mean? This is life. You know? So, I mean, he, had his right, he has the right. Did he credit Cody at all? Oh, he definitely did. He yeah. gave him a ton of credit saying how he believed in his power. So a lot of stuff, some of the stuff I was saying right here, you know? But uh, he was giving him credit. He said he knew he'd be tough. 
And he goes, look, man, I had this target on my back, and now I get to beat a guy chasing after the target. You know, there's other guys that lost, the champions that lost, they went back to get the, the belt again. He's like, no, I'm going to you know, wear those shoes, basically. And I believe him. I, I, yeah. Well, in a sense that he's got the right mindset to, to go in there again. I'd like to see that fight again. I'll tell you I right would, now. too. And uh, uh, we have to also talk before we get out of here is uh, TJ Dillashaw, man, versus John right. Lineker. What a fucking uh, masterful performance, man. He's awesome. TJ's fucking awesome. Yes, he is. And the way he blends everything together, oh, my God, the takedowns. and the, the, When he was adding in those takedowns or in those shots, it does enough where, where Lineker's a guy that comes in brooding and, and throwing, and he was doing a little bit better in the later, in the very last, at the end of the third round. But it, it gives you that little bit of hesitation if you're the guy throwing those strikes, knowing at any minute a guy can get underneath That's you. Right. So that little bit of hesitation allows him to get off on you. Now you want to get off on him. Now he's back underneath you. This is the kind of game plan and kind of strategy that, 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 that would benefit Ron. Incredible speed, by the way. Yeah. That he had incredible speed, yeah. you know. Well, well, listen, Ronda's an athlete. Ronda could add in these tools to get it to her realm, or else to get to A to B without just looking right. to, to 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 strike to get in there. There's other ways to get in there. She could develop a shot. Maybe the shot. Listen, I mean, I, I like to go to experience because I've been in there with guys that take people's heads off. When I fought Chris Lytle the first time, uh, I would use my strikes or use my shot. I'd shoot. I, he'd go to sprawl. I'd come up in a clinch. I had both arms around one of his arms. So I'm getting hit, but it's really minimal damage. It's not about not getting hit. Sure. Like, in other words, if we're here, Jimmy, I'm grabbing around one of your arms, and I'm, and I'm stomping his foot. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was stomping his foot. And now I'm so close to him. He's got those long arms. He's not really hurting. He's hitting me, but not hurting me. And I dropped down for a leg. or I'd, and, it was, oh, and I ended up winning that fight, and I came out clean. The next fight, I fought him in on my one of my last fights. My last fight, I fought Chris Lytle. And my game plan was just to basically stand up with him. I was, listen. I Why was that your game plan? It was weird. It was uh, several. I, one of the, I mean, listen. One, I just came from knocking out Frank Trigg. And that felt good. And I was landing a lot and sparring. And it was a weird. This was one of the reasons why I knew it was time for me to leave the, the game. is because I was trying to challenge myself to have fought like the, I was I was it, I, not just a win wasn't going to be good enough for me I wanted to try to challenge myself to try to finish my good friend Chris Lytle who's very who's never who's never been finished in the UFC maybe a cut the amount of, he might have got stopped once from a cut but he's never he's been knocked down before but he's never been knocked out sure. so I'm thinking look I rolled with him before on, in the house in jiu-jitsu and even though I, I'm very confident in my jiu-jitsu he'd be very hard to submit to tap he'd be, he's very flexible and and whatnot so he'd be very hard to submit him my best chance would be to fucking land something on him and then i could follow him down so i did a lot of striking and i want to challenge myself and try to strike with him if i fought him if i wanted to like have that same chance again i i would have definitely mixed more things in you know what i mean i fought him smarter the first time but it was it was shit on as a fight people saying how the fight wasn't exciting and this and that i didn't give a fuck that was for the, the winner of the ultimate fighter so i I needed to win that fight to get the title shot and whatnot. So I played a way smarter game. But I know what it's like to have... I mean, look, that's the same guy with two different game plans where, you know, if you need to win the fight, I mean, mixing it up is a way better, you know... You said strategy. something interesting there, and this is something I, I suspected. You know, Ron, I, what was she, 12-0 at one point, 11-0, oh, yeah. all arm bars. Is there a part of you that goes, I want to beat this fighter, I want to prove that I can win this way... It was almost like I forget who Fedor fight, fought, and they said that he was it was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt was not uh, Verdum. No, no, it wasn't the loss to Verdum. It was somebody else. But they said that he fought him on the ground to beat him at his own 
game. He wrestled with him because he wanted to prove that his Russian sambo was better than that guy's jiu-jitsu, yeah. whatever. It's almost like, is, was there a bigger picture in the head? Like, she wants to fight this person standing up and, I, and beat her at her own game? Yeah, well, I don't think, that definitely should, that, and that should, not, even in hindsight, seeing what happened, uh, it's obvious, but even before that, no, she should have got back on the winning track. Right, of course. You know what I mean? We're talking about me, 36, at the end of my career. No, no, but do you think thinking, that's what she did, yeah. I'm saying? Oh, no, I, I don't think so. I just think that she's not, I I, I don't, I feel, I, I feel that they're probably, like like they wanted her to maybe punch into the clinch or whatever, possibly. Okay. But I, I don't know, if the, I, I'd love to see if there was sparring, a lot of feet the floor sparring, because that's what I think is not going on. I think it's more of, approaching it like a, just a, basically a boxing match or, or kickboxing i mean I, if you hear what he's saying it could be like this that we have some quotes of edmund in the corner of what he's saying like make her miss make her miss make her miss she'll fade be patient i think you know pick your moments these are not all these aren't if she's sparring the right way these aren't bad things so it's hard to really you know um determine like I, I it's hard to see what exactly he's saying here like is he saying it because make her move and then come back with some strikes or you i see that cheek lifting up and i heard what you did before oh no 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 I'm oh not no farting. you're going again no, you no, can no no no, no. you I'm can think, i'm thinking as you're so it's like this. i'm reading this and he, and he then he, even there he's like you know you know hands up catcher please head movement good jab move move um was there a, oh yeah yeah move 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 clinch 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 there was all he's yelling like to clinch but that, what I, my thing is, there has to be level changes. There has to be different ways of getting A to B than just punching your way in, you know? And there is. There's, there's things available to her to add into the arsenal that could definitely play back to her strengths. She tried to grab... I think she got a hold of her once. She got a hold yeah. of Amanda once, and Amanda shook her pretty easily. Yeah. But she, I, tried, she was dazed, I think. She was. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I mean, she got really... that that Seeing her collapse against the... Yeah. She just looks stunned. She she remind you know she reminded me of when she first she reminded me of uh, Alvarez and and that lost look like when you saw Dominic Cruz get hit yeah. he didn't look lost like he got knocked down yeah. and he was bleeding but he didn't look lost he looked like he was still completely mentally in that fight and he didn't look like it shook him out of wherever he was yeah. supposed to be Alvarez looked like he got shook and and she looked like she got shook well hopefully you know you know she 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 uh, and again I'm not. Listen, oh, Dana did say something that was interesting also. I saw a thing with Dana post-fight. And he said, you know, everybody's talking about her coach, Edmund, and, you know, not for nothing. Nobody's bitching about the guy when he's when she's killing everybody for two years. You know what I mean? Whatever. And that's true. You know, I, I agree with him there. And, you know, Ronda's a loyal person. I'm not yes. even saying just get away from the guy. I'm not saying that. But there, maybe you could bring somebody in. You could add stuff to it. You don't have to be at this if, if you feel like you're being disloyal. I, I know what that's like. I've been with Longo and, and Enzo all my career, you know, through ups and downs. And I've, and I've, I was able to change with them, you know, but, uh, but are you also, I do think though, if she's the only big name that is at that, that, uh, that, that is training with him, that she's just yeah. got to go somewhere with those other people. Cause if I notice it and I know as little as I do about actually yeah. fighting in the ring, I've never been in the, if I notice it, then yeah. it's noticeable. Well, listen, let, let's, let, let's see. Am I right or wrong, Chris? Oh, I couldn't you, be more right. Thank yeah. you. Well, listen, I, I agree with everything. <laughs> well, let's see what happens with it. Now, before, and listen, before we get out, I also want to- I do want to talk about one other thing, too. Yeah, all right, but before I forget, Nico Price defeated Brandon Thatch, and uh, that was round one with 30 seconds left, and uh, you know I'm big on jiu-jitsu guys. Yes, you are. But, he, but listen, this was this guy's first time in the UFC. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I always got to check, because I just make sure there's so many fights I get mixed up. Yeah. But uh, it was his first fight, and Brandon Thatch is a tough dude. Very tough dude. He's having he's struggling in there sometimes where 
he's you know he's he's not he's he's not uh, what is his record Brandon Thatcher there I can look it up right now you know it's interesting though because he chose to go to the ground with Price which is weird because Thatcher you would think would want to stay up and and is that what he did did he choose to take him down what did he do uh, I gotta see that again I I forget but I know that he initiated going to the ground that is interesting because he's a tall rangy guy and he's really good with with the with the strikes with his kickboxing and uh but this guy Nico, man, he didn't have any first-time jitters. He went in there and he fucking attacked him. And uh, I like what I saw out of him. That was fun. Yeah. That was a fun fight, you know. And that was a beautiful head and arm choke. Oh, I love that. And the way he was setting that up, the way he was putting that on, you could tell that's not the first guy he strangled with that. You know, he's eleven and five, Brandon Thatch, by the way. But he's been yeah. tapped four straight fights now. Hey, so. He's got to come down to SarahBJJ.com. <laughs> I think we would be yeah. very negligent. Talk to me if we did not bid. A very uh, fond farewell oh, to my Mike Goldberg. Oh, Goldie, I'm going to miss him. I had no idea. I'd heard rumors that he was leaving. I didn't realize this was his last broadcast. Yeah. His son went on social media and kind of blasted the UFC for not doing a big send-off. Yeah. Now, I don't know any of the details, so I, I'm purely guessing. That might have been Mike's decision. They might have said to him, do you and Joe want to say something at the end? Yeah. And Mike might have said no. So I just don't know enough about that. I have no idea why he yeah. left. I don't know if he was fired or if he quit. He might just want to leave. He's doing 20 years. I just don't know. And I don't know Mike well. So, yeah. But he, I love Mike Goldberg. I, I thought he was such a, a big part of, uh, of the broadcast with Rogan. Yeah. Well, let's so wish I'm sad him, uh, to see him go. Let's wish him all our best. Yeah. I, I, I get along with Goldie really good and uh, really well, I should say. And I remember after my GSP fight, the second one, I should say, when I was depressed in my room eating pizza, he stopped in. And you know, took some of your pizza left. Oh. I think the guy might have grabbed the slice. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, hey, listen, Goldie, all the best, man. We're gonna miss you, dude. Yeah, you're uh, you're an enjoyable part of uh, every UFC I've ever watched. So uh, you know, uh, good luck Ooh. to you, buddy. And listen, I know we're gonna get out of here. I just want to say I had a great time the other night, Jimmy. Thanks for coming over. That well, was I'm, fun, Matt. It was a good. It was a great UFC. Yeah, I was surprised Chris didn't come. Chris is getting the invite next time for sure. Oh, you didn't invite him. Oh, no, I that was him. uncomfortable. No, no, no. That was that. Oh, now that it's was really awkward. awkward. I'm not even look at him. Ah, uh, uh, that hurt. That's kind no, of no. No, no. He's got the invite now <laughs> for the next one. <laughs> Thank you. I the next one. That. All right. You Would you work. show up? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, he'll if he's be. really inviting me. It was fun. It's a nice big house. Plenty of room for you. I'm sure. Hey, listen. A lot of killers there. Hey, listen. Let me tell you something. Oh yeah, we had and me. What a beta male I was. We had but I was helping the ladies clean up in the kitchen while the men watched. That's not true. (laughs) He's so funny. But everybody, I'm glad you got to meet my wife and kids and stuff. That yeah, it was very nice. That means a lot to me. My family's uh, they're they're warm people. Everybody's warm people. Awesome. I don't hang out with any assholes. No. All right. All right. What else we got, Jimmy? What are you plugging? I have nothing to plug, buddy. I am uh, still editing my special. It's going quite well. You know, it takes a couple weeks to get that done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, happy. I'm back on the radio with Sam Roberts tomorrow. Oh, uh, like Jim Norton and Sam Roberts on Sirius XM. We start, oh, actually today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. So um, that's it. Happy that, to be back. Hey, listen, Dana White looking for a fight. If you are not up on it, get up on it. The new season, new episode of the new season is out now on YouTube. Yep. Watch it. And let me know how you like it. Yes. All right, let's leave. Let's do that. Bye. Yeah, bye. Whoa. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice.